I V M. You've tuned into a show called Mr and Mrs Binge Watch and you were expecting a spoiler free episode so there are many many spoilers on this episode kripya dhyan dijiye Hi this is Anirudh Guha and you're tuned into Mr and Mrs Binge Watch I'm the Mr the Mrs as you know is Janice Sequeira that does not change it remains the same every week but you know i asked a question last week about this that how do we make our opening intro more exciting but do you know like you, could you guys send us some suggestions but of do like you know how, how many do you times do you know how many times you started giving an intro and say this is mr and mrs binge i'm janice sequeira and then you just stop waiting for me to then introduce <laughs> myself and say and i am anirudh goa that's like see anything think of us as rjs no if we were if we were on air live would be like that But, hi mai hu rj janis aur mere sath hai so then you've got to tell me that huh, oh, before okay. we record it so i'll keep that in mind this next time this is pro business bro But now anyway, we need to be now we professional okay now we know this shit quickly moving on from this conversation <laughs> Netflix is out with yet another teen show. I don't know कौन देख रहा है ये shows और मतलब what their data analytics is telling them. But clearly there is a huge audience out there for teen shows because they are just piling them on one after the other. It's Hi, like Hi, I am audience. Yes, yes, of course you are audience. These. I know you are. Please don't stop making them. If thirteen reasons why never existed, I don't think this this entire uh, explosion of teen shows on Netflix specifically would have happened. but of course we all know how you know that just became an overnight sensation and then they just kept coming out with newer and newer teen shows there is a large number of netflix originals that mm. come out every year movies which are set in the campus it's almost like that typical high school campus movie genre has entirely moved from american theaters to netflix uh, but there's a good reason for it right i mean for example last year their big breakout hit was to all the boys i've loved before yeah. which of course went on to become such a big hit such a big hit that now they've done a part 2 mm. and really i mean anyone who's watched part 1 will tell you that it didn't require a part 2 See Janice even though you're no. a fan of the movie you probably don't know that the author has written three books no, so it no, was no, always meant to be a trilogy Oh really Yes so but there's a, a third part coming chura. as well Oh dear uh, I don't know why I know such <laughs> trivia but I do I'm just saying that you're just disappointed already, about how shit it was They've already you know part 1 was interesting part 1 was exciting part 1 was great teenage romance trash right part 2 is just like now you've overcooked the mashed potatoes they don't taste good anymore okay. and yeah. everything on this new film is overcooked and shit see i still don't have an opinion janis why don't you get the fact that i'm trying to move away from the conversation about to all why the boys of love why are you doing an before. episode on teenage shows i tell you shows. why i tell you why you don't like teen shows because netflix has just dropped a new show called i'm not okay with this and i got and in- anirudh is not okay with this uh, dropping of multiple teen shows every month i'm not okay with the genre but i like the show Uh, so look, it's not like teen shows aren't enjoyable. Like huh. you and I loved Euphoria last year, which came out on HBO. We also loved season one of Thirteen Reasons Why. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm. I mean, I'm talking and about two, I, which we watched in Spain. I'm talking about more recent examples. I'm saying, for example, even a Sex Education, which is a teen show from uh, uh, Great Britain, is a great show. But I'm saying that there's something such as too much of a good thing, right? I mean, but I'm sure there is an audience out there that does not really. 
care about quality or about whether they are serving up new stories or night or not and just want to watch comfort tv and so let me let me tell you this so let me give you an example so when you and i were on vacation and we had uh, someone come and babysit our cat babies uh, what was she watching on netflix some korean teen show she was watching korean teen dramas which according to my best friend delshad K soaps and K teen dramas are amazingly shite, but they're addictive AF. Yeah, so correct. So I mean, I'm going back to the earlier point that there's clearly a huge market for these teen shows. I start watching a new teen show with a bit of trepidation because my whole thought process is that there is going to be more angsty teenage issues being dealt with. There is going to be that very annoying jock who's going to bully everyone. There is going to be. that girl who is suddenly undergoing bodily transformation and trying to deal with it <laughs> and there is going to be a kid dealing with his or her sexuality and all of those are now par for the course which <laughs> is why like I, a boomer now huh? i mean look <laughs> look this is just this is just a fact right and then when i got into i'm not okay with this i remember i mean it was obviously a trending show and people were talking about it got great reviews which is what made me watch it huh. uh, not the fact that your wife was forcing you to watch it no, absolutely because not. on the weekend right guha and i looked at each other and we were like what do we watch and my pick my first pick actually was i am not okay with this but thankfully we also co- agreed on bosch yeah well my whole deal was i'm not wasting sunday on a teen drama <laughs> however great it might it's be it's only 2 and a half hours long which in complete all the more I mean, reason sunday is the only day you have time and you can do a longer binge but anyway the point being it's not like a show i didn't want to watch i just didn't want to see it on that specific day ha huh, huh. uh, and then of course we got around to watching it and we really enjoyed it right it's a really good show yeah i mean the premise initially when you watch it actually if anyone who's watched the trailer you realize that it's following all the it has all the usual ingredients of what a teen show has so you, you he's right there sydney novak played by sophie lillis who's playing your you know teenager who's one who's just lost her father who's going through all kinds of depression and who's going through all kinds of teenage issues there's a best friend what are her teenage mm. issues janis tell us come on let's let's do sexuality. a bucket let's do a bucket list of... one is she can't figure a sexuality okay. two is she can't figure out all these bodily changes like zits wow, on her thighs new 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 stuff uh three is she can't figure out boys and like why do what do Never women in general before. find so interesting in boys never seen that uh, before four is she has a problem with her mother like she's constantly rebelling without a cause wow parental issues <laughs> Never heard of that before. Five is she's extra protective towards her, you know, sibling because well they don't have a father now, which also is a common mm. recurring theme in so many teenage sure. shows. The older teen is always f***ed up. The younger teen is always like taken care of by the older one. Yeah, it's basically there for comic relief. Yeah, even yeah. in this show, not comic relief. It's more like oh, cute scene. Yeah, cute yeah. scene. Dala na. Cute yeah, scene, he'll cute he'll scene. act like an over smart in front of your, your you know your older sibling's friends, and that's also something yeah, that they've done. Yeah, by the way, show. on this show, at one point he cooks dinner and. and he makes what is a mix of mac and cheese red beans bacon ham a uh, cereal and what maple syrup and it's fucking disgusting when they put it on the plate but apparently it might taste good but that's a show i would watch <laughs> if there was ever a cooking show which mixed all these ingredients i'd probably see it okay are we done with the bucket list but essentially it's about sydney novak's character so you think but what makes it interesting 
What makes it interesting, Janice? Tell us. What makes it interesting is that through the show, actually from the very first episode, she begins to realize that something is wrong with her, and that something is actually that she has telekinetic powers. Yeah. That she can make objects move with her mind. Yeah. Except that you know, um, in a lot of shows or films where we've seen this, it's generally like the person already has these traits, and it's not necessarily always triggered by something. Over here, it's specifically triggered only when she gets upset or angry. Yeah. So the show is based on a graphic novel by Charles Forsman, who also uh, wrote The End of the Fucking World, which was something another that, teen show that Janice is, has watched and is, Guha has turned his nose up at. Which which Netflix it has? It has two seasons, Ani. Okay, it has two seasons. Sure, I'll get around to watching. And the same guys have now yes, made. Janice, I'm not okay with yes, this. Yes, I'm sold on it. I'll see it now. By the way, there's also some connection with one of the creators is also the guy who's also worked the on sex director. education. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, Janice. I, I get it. Amazing. I'm this showing team knows how for to those who can't shows. see but are only hearing. I'm showing two thumbs up to Janice right now. This but is one I of those episodes like, that should have been a video. I feel like know? Charles Forsman basically came up with this idea that was what if teen angst was a superhero and then wove an was entire a was a superpower and then just basically wove an entire story around it because that's pretty much what this show is about it's an interesting take that's what i liked about it i liked the fact that you play around with cliches and then turn them on their head in a sense you also i mean in the initial bits i was wondering whether he's getting too little and trying to show mental depression as some you know manifesting in some sort of a superpower but then as time goes on you realize that it's really about you know teen superhero movies by their very nature are fun frothy it's about goodness it's about you know saving the world and all those things and sort of adult superhero movies are about darkness you know sort of facing your inner demons mm. and all of those you know typical arcs what i liked about this show is that it combined those two elements you yeah. know it takes the teen movie it takes the super movie and it combines the two genres because what it then does is that every time she experiences the superpower she's going through some sort of personal turmoil yeah so whether it's you know her being furious about her best friend you know sort of giving her less attention than her boyfriend because she's actually in love with her or you know just having to deal with her father's death uh you know not having come to terms with it manifesting itself into a superpower in itself is a very interesting premise because mm. as we see on the show shit goes down every time she is troubled or you yeah. know angry or upset and it almost makes you want to think that if you take all those teen show tropes and you just you know sort of feed in this superpower element to it how would they all look basically she is hulk if you think about it hulk mini hulk mini hulk, hulk mini hulk who doesn't sort of metamorphosize into something different yeah. she just like then her brain blows up yeah yeah so, also in a sense this is an origin story right so you don't know what's going to where they're going to take the show you from you think the zits are actually going to grow into some sort of a physical transformation Ew. anyway coming back to what i liked about the show i liked that they took very cliched characters and didn't give them a very cliched arc i mean case in point dina who plays her best friend hmm. they're constant 
constantly, you know, uh, alluding to the fact that now Tina is going to turn into this typical bitchy best friend who now refuses to, you know, recognize or be friends with her because she's grown too big or too popular for her. Yet they never do it. You know, Dina, in fact, continues to be her friend till the end of the show. Yeah. Despite the fact that she's dating the jock, despite the fact that there's been a sexual encounter, despite the fact that Sydney Novak's character is just plain weird. She's yeah. also a yeah. bit like, you know, controlling and pushy very subtly if you look at it. The other, but the thing I didn't like is I feel like the show didn't tell us enough. Like, I mean, just when you feel like the show has started, it ends. But I think that was the, that's why I said it's an origin story. No, no, I get that they wanted to do just 20 minute episodes and it's a, like, you know, I mean, literally guys, you can sit, if you've got two and a half, three hours where you just need to switch off from everything and watch something that's maybe very easy, binge worthy, watch, it's not okay with this. But my problem is I feel like you've not given me enough of an idea of what's going to happen in future seasons for me to come back or to be excited by it. No, but that's... Because, I'll tell, huh, okay. No, I, what I'm trying to say is that I just feel like you've shown us that she has this power. You've shown us how it's damaging maybe her friendships and or it could possibly damage her friendships and relationships. I mean, that last episode, the way they leave it is freaking freaky. But... I don't know enough about what has happened to Sydney Novak and what is their superpower for me to be excited about what they could do in future seasons. But I seasons. think that by doing that, they're actually subverting that entire superpower. I mean, you know, you tend to oversimplify and over-explain superhero stories. The other thing that you need to keep in mind, when you're going into the show, you're aware that it's seven episodes or 20 minutes each. Hmm. There's a reason why it's a comic book adaptation. A comic book, unlike a novel, is supposed to give you that sort of quick fix of an entertainment, tell you something quirky, tell you something interesting in a short period of time. And I also feel that building on stories for too long tend to take them into cliched spaces. Mm. So I actually found that refreshing. I get what you're trying to say. The reason being that we are so used to watching those specific arcs in shows like this. I'll tell you what, if this show had done what you are saying it should have done, there would have been no difference between this show and Stranger Things. Because her arc is so much like Levin's mm. uh, by that logic. And in fact, I was dreading the fact that at the end of the day, if it's just about a troubled teen dealing with a superpower and if she finds a way to deal with it, then you're in you're very regular superhero territory, right? Because then from you're there like on, one of the X-Men, yeah, where then, now you will be employed by this one agency and you will be taken around the world to solve issues. So here, I think the, the purpose of the show is very different from any other superhero show, which is what I liked about it. That's the only reason why we are recommending it, yeah, right? Yeah. In the sense that they have dealt with a superpower like it was some sort of trauma. It's the kind of like, for example, if you were, say, bipolar and, you know, wanted to keep your life free of the kind of consequences that has. Or if you had some sort of physical ailment or another mental illness, for example. What they've done is they've made a superpower, a baggage for this girl who's already dealing with. So it's like your one line pitches that imagine everything going to shit around you. And then you get the superpower that you just cannot deal with. And you can only channel that superpower when you think about all the shit that's going that's on around So it. I think that by itself is such a fascinating premise. And I feel that I get what you're trying to say in the sense that I get what you're saying about you feeling like they didn't do enough with it. But I thought that was one of its USPs where in seven episodes, like you said, within two and a half hours, you get these interesting characters, you get an arc. You understand what the show is about. Also, they've ended it on an interesting note, which means season two might actually answer all the questions that you no, have. No, no, fair. I'm just saying that, you know, um, quick comparison with this because these are the same makers who made End of the F***ing World. And their 
I think you need to just watch one season to understand why I'm making this comparison. That one season gives you so much more than these seven episodes really could. Yeah, but every episode is not the same, right? No, no, of course, the story is different. But I'm talking about it set in a similar kind of universe. You know, in terms of the setting, you never see too many people around. Hmm. It's it's a very tight cast. Everyone has a very specific role to play. Like over here, there's not a single scene or moment wasted on anything other than the principal characters who are contributing to the story, correct? Yeah. There's no like time pass happening all around Mm -hmm. or whatever. So I'm saying the same makers, I feel like gave us a lot. Like this is not probably one of my favorite teen shows shows that I've watched so far there are shows that I feel like are far superior it's a good time pass watch I need to see more of this show to decide whether I really like it love it or it's amazing or whatever for now it's cute watch it if you have the time to kill yeah I mean for me it's definitely a lot more than that because I don't generally watch teen shows and the only reason I am recommending this show is that the fact that even if you're not somebody who enjoys teen dramas Hmm. it's still a very quirky interesting idea which I think takes all those typical teen show tropes and turns them on its head. And it's, you know, it's just sufficiently dark and wicked and I really liked it. But, you know, moving on to the scene stealers, one of the things I really liked about the show was its cast. Yeah. You know, young cast made up of young adult actors, all of them really, really good. But the guy who really stood out for me was this guy called Vyat El Olive, who plays this character called... Stanley Barber or Stan who's this really quirky neighbor of uh, Sydney's and he's smitten with her and by that logic it's a very again cliched kind of a track of a guy in love with the protagonist who actually is in love with her best friend and all of that is fine but I liked how they played his track they made him a quirky guy I mean the way he presents himself or the kind the way he's dressed up he's actually or just one of his the, mannerisms he's just so he's self-assured, a well-dressed right? geek and he's so self-assured and cool and i really loved this one sequence that they did with him in fact it's also my wow moment of the show uh, which was reminiscent of that opening sequence of sex education yeah, season yeah. two where they do this whole montage of a guy just getting you know you've seen so many montages of girls getting ready to go to say prom or to a party or whatever. And they do this really cool 80s music sort of a treatment of him just doing crazy stuff, doing drugs, getting ready. And the reason that sequence works is because you're just watching a cool sequence and then he gets into a car and then that car goes ahead and gets into an accident and it sort of explodes into a completely different scene altogether. So I really liked how they kind of blended those two scenes together. So that's my wow moment and that's also my scene stealer of the show. Who was yours? Uh, my scene stealer is Sophia Lillis who plays Sydney Novak. I mean, uh, I feel like the kind of issues that she's dealing with and when the Hulk inside her mind comes out, you know, it's so morbid and it's so angry and it's so strange at times that you needed a slightly baby-faced actor for this role and she brings that warmth and that baby-faced cuteness to almost like even when she's in the middle of a forest and she's angry and she screams and the entire forest sort of around her falls apart which is by the way my wow moment on the show you still empathize with her because of the way she looks and the way her mannerisms and her body language and the way she plays the role 
it could very easily by a slightly more tough looking girl could have gone a very different way like you would maybe would not have felt the amount of sympathy you feel for this character but sophia lillis is a like, great casting yeah i completely agree with you i thought her performance was fantastic she literally held the show on her shoulders she's in because every other scene yeah, of the show there's no other character she's who's fan- i think got she's fantastic thread. and she you know also she plays the girl with such unassuming charm and she's also an actor we've seen a lot right she was in it yeah. chapter 1 uh, along with olive in fact who played stan uh, and then she also played the younger version in sharp object she's always in these strange shows yeah slightly morbid no, shows all dark stuff all dark yeah yeah and i think uh, but i think here is where she really gets the opportunity to you know play a real orthobag role yeah. she's just fantastic so i would say i'm not okay with this is a really cool show you know anybody who has inhibitions about it being a teen show and if you're not a fan of the teen show you can still check it out give it one episode they're really short 19 minute minute episodes and you will see from the second episode onwards that the show goes into unexpected places uh, and if you're a you know teen show lover like Janice is then it's <laughs> it's party time for you so on our binge meter for me it's like a new flavor of ice cream it's like you know when you go to naturals and they've tried a new fruit out for an ice cream flavor and you taste it you think it's interesting you just don't know if it's going to be in the legendary hall of ice cream fame like the mango ice cream wow janice why do you think of naturals is what i'm wondering but fine <laughs> except it's, it's it's relatable content okay our audience is largely in india naturally but i get what you're trying to nat- say nationwide you're saying ice cream that if teen shows were uh, were ice cream then i'm not okay with this is a new flavor that you haven't really tried it could really turn into something massive or it could just like disappear it could off disappear, the shelf yeah completely but right now it tastes good Right yeah, now, like, it tastes good. It's now, an interesting flavor. Interesting. Okay, all right. So that was Janice and me talking about ice creams. Uh, check <laughs> check us out next week when we take on sorbets in our next episode. But yeah, that's pretty much it. And if you like this ice cream flavor, don't forget to check out other ice creams on the IVM network. You can also listen to us on Ice Cream Podcast app. No, I'm taking that too far. You can also listen to us on the IVM Podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media handles, which surprisingly have nothing to do with ice creams or sorbet. We are at IVM Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to Guha and me, send us an ice cream in our DM, not the emoji real ice cream. Actually, वो DM में कैसे भेजोगे? Anyway, if you want to reach Teachers on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Janasek85 on Instagram and Twitter, and Anirudh is at Aniguha on Instagram and Twitter. And In- Janice knows how to kill a good joke. <laughs> She really does. <laughs> and in case you dream about ice creams and sorbets tonight, oh god, it's not our fault. We will tune in next week. See ya.